Tommy, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. Hey, I could sit here and talk with you guys all night. I got my own bachelor pad, my two roommates that were sleeping on an air mattress on my floor and my couch are gone now, so. All right, right, timestamp it. Part two. I mean, they're all all (laughs) timestamped. Oh, shit. Dude, Uh, tell me about your – let's do a little recap uh, of the Clovernook Open, your 59 and Pro-Am. That was actually oh, the yeah, uh, first go. day, first day of the tournament. It, <laughs> it's actually the first day of the tournament's existence. <laughs> Just law of averages. I had to plug it, and you know I'm gonna plug Dreamcatcher Golf sometime. Pro Am Day, right? Pro Am Day of the Clovernook Open, first year of existence. I've always liked Clovernook though. Like I, I think I played pretty good there in high school. Uh, your guys, LaSalle's Invitational was, like, there on a Tuesday or a Thursday randomly. I always loved that, like, getting out of class and going and playing. It was sick. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess the story goes I showed up about 10 minutes before we tee off in some flip-flops and changed out of my shoes. And I get paired with – I got the dream pairing of the Wetterick trio minus David. I'm I mean, gonna- that's the most <laughs> – Andrew Dorn thing of all time. I just <laughs> rolled up. I had flip flops on. I don't think I wore socks all day. Like that's some. Andrew no, Dorn I played. I, I played in shoot like golf shoes, but I like rolled. I wanted to figure out what the heck. Like, where am I? What hole am I starting on? Where am I going? Where do I need to be? But uh, but yeah, we started on what is it? One, two, three, four. The part three. Yeah. Uh first swing of the day out of the gates it's like 225 and i'm like all right we'll see what we got today let's hit this five iron up here see how we're feeling i hit this five iron like four feet tapping for birdie i'm like dude let's go it's gonna be a day yeah like instantly as soon as i make contact i'm like we are gonna play good today and then the next hole next hole is a par five right par five um, I hit it in like the right green side bunker to a right pin, and I was like kind of like on the right side of the bunker, like slightly on the down slope. And I like flick it up there, like short sided off the down slope to a couple feet, make birdie there. And I was like, dude, we are cruising, cruising. <laughs> and then uh, I guess a couple birdies later, I can one. I still got the video on my phone that uh, I don't know if, if I, I think uh, Matt took it, but. Yeah, on I birdied, birdied three for a whole fifty nine, but dude, I'll tell you what, I was so nervous on uh, two, which was my seventeenth hole. I had like eighteen feet for birdie to get to. It's a par, is it a par seventy? Par seventy one. So I had I had so oh, nice. I had uh, <laughs> I had like eighteen feet to get to twelve under to get to like where I could just par the last hole to shoot fifty nine. Yeah. And I, I hit a decent putt, but I hit it like, you know, two and a half feet, just where I had to mark it, like two and a half oh. feet by the hole. I'm over this putt. I can't even imagine. I don't know what I looked like, but internally I felt like I was about to puke. <laughs> <laughs> so I make it, you know, you know, against all odds. 
tapped in for par, two and a half footer. And then next hole, I hit a nice little wedge in there. Little, not great, but had it off the tee on three. I don't even remember, but I hit it in the fairway, but I was like on a sketchy part of the fairway. So I had like this lie in the fairway where my ball wasn't going to spin. It was just going to kind of knuckle. And the greens were kind of firm that day. So I was trying to like gauge it, like how it was going to launch off the downhill. And dude, I was locked. That's how locked in I was. I was pro am. And I'm over here (laughs) trying to gauge how this ball is going to come off off this lie with a wedge off the down slope and, you know, how it's going to land into the green and how much it's going to spin or release. Dialed. So I hit a good one, released to like 12 feet, 15 feet above the hole. I don't know. And it was like, when you're nervous, I think you'd rather have a downhill putt just because you can just get it going. And I have a tendency to pull putts. So I have this like little left, gentle left to right downhiller and if there is like a dream putt that I could think of, it doesn't make any sense. But if there's a dream putt that I need to make, it's a downhill left or right. <laughs> downhill like a, left or right, yeah. Not that's like the most a sl- like, slide. That's, uh, but, that's, you know. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard about. But, dude, yeah, all you have to – I was – as soon as I, like – honestly, as soon as I tapped in for par on the, on the previous hole, I knew I was going to make birdie on the last to shoot 59. So I got this video of me just, like, rolling it in. It, dude, it was not, like, never a doubt because it kind of broke late into the hole. But uh, I hit a good putt and, like, flushed it, and I was like, that's got to go in. And then it broke late right into the left center. And there we have it. Cemented my name in Clovernook history forever. Fucking right, Charles. So, yeah. so so you weren't nervous after you knocked in that two and a half footer pretty much. You were just like back to business and you were dialed in, like you said. Yeah, I was pretty locked in. I mean, as soon as that ball went in, because that was like, if I miss this, I don't have a chance of shooting. I guess that like, you can hold a wedge, but I was like, I don't have a realistic chance of shooting 59. And like, who wants to shoot 60 anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the pro am, yeah. No, the best part about it was that I got paid that day too. I didn't know low pro got paid, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, it meant something." <laughs> yeah. What was the, what was the next hey. best score? Uh, like sixty-five 60, or something. Sixty-seven. Maybe. I beat everyone by eight that day. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, you're right. My God. I remember that vividly because I buried <laughs> the field. Sorry, David. It's scorched. <laughs> no, field. it's fine. Hey, Mike. Actually. You're talking to the two pro am <laughs> champions because yeah. homeboy won last year and I'm, I won in between. Yeah, and I guess. Fun, fun guess fact, I could just Dorn, show up for the pro am. Right? We clean up the pro ams. Yeah, let's go. Do you guys, right. uh, do you guys get like a jacket for that or what? You get a thousand dollars. You get a yeah a rack one rack. One rack. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm playing this year, so I'm gonna be coming to that rack. Let's right. go. Let's go. Can you reserve my spot? Sweet. I have a tendency to forget to sign up for tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's May 11 through 13. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this year. It's 54 holes. I have the email. The email that you sent. I have that in my inbox still. But Sick. if that field starts getting full. 
take a mental Call note. Me. <laughs> take I a will. mental note and tell me to sign up or just put my name down. All right. Oh well. Sounds um, good. Canada's yeah, not starting off that early, is it? No, I don't think so. They just came out with the Victoria event, which is usually the second event, but I was hearing that it might be the first event. So that's like uh, May twenty seventh to June fifth. Yo, yeah, I might I go. I might go up there and try to qualify for that. Dude, that I mean, Victoria is my favorite event of the year because of the golf course, but the city is like on the water. I fucking love Victoria, man. There's I'm this with little. You. This is how fat I am. I there's this place called Redfish Bluefish, and it's like a fried fish place, and it is so good. It's literally the best fish and chips I've ever had. Haven't been to England, so sorry for the international listeners, but. Uh, yeah, this place. Well, I guess Canada's international too. Sheesh. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, freaking love that place. I eat like they, I probably eat there three times a week when I'm there. So, yeah, I love Victoria. Golf course is cool. Town's pretty cool. Uh, I got to play a sweet track up there. Um, Victoria Golf Club. The members there think it's better than Pebble Beach, but it sits right on the water. Super old school, crazy greens, freaking awesome, dude. Just just so laid back. And then, like, usually the week before is Vancouver. So last time we were in Canada, um, a lot of guys take the ferry from Vancouver to Victoria. Some guys fly, but on the ferry, you can drive your car over it and everything. I took the seaplane, and you, like, fly over all these little uh, – Little islands. I know there's like a proper term uh, for that, but you fly over all these little islands and everything, and you're, you know, only a couple hundred feet in the air. It's so cool. And then you land right on the water and hop right off the plane, walk over to the hotel, and you're you're chilling. It's cool. That's t- that's terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying, but it was also like really cool too, just because you know, like the plane's not going to crash, but if it could stall out. You could just lay that baby down on the water and you'd be perfect. So that, that was my peace of mind when I was rattling around up there a couple hundred feet. Yeah, I tell, I tell people all the time that I'm like, every time there's turbulence, you know, I kind of freak out a little bit. But now I sort of like taking edibles when I go on planes and like, instead of being scared I'm going down, I'm still kind of scared. But when I'm, when I'm on an edible, I'm like kind of okay with it. So it's all good. Yeah, you're just like, you know, everything is just, it's just going to happen. You know what, if it happens, it happens. I feel pretty good right now, so I'm not, I'm not going to sweat that much. Yeah, at least That's you want to tense up. It. You'll be relaxed for impact. Yeah, yeah I had a pretty, I had pretty uh, bumpy plane ride on the way back from Florida. So, Dude, but you should definitely come up and qualify. You could, cause I'm sure they'll play Vancouver the week after, the week before. Vancouver yeah. also is like the coolest city ever for different reasons, but it's like a you know got the city, got the water, got the mountains. Well, I was—I don't know why I'm explaining this to you guys because Dave is Mr. Canada, so <laughs> it's all right. I like other people confirming it. So yeah, but uh, I was I was like talking to one of the guys that puts a little bit of my swing at my golf course, and he was asking me about like pre-qualifiers and Monday qualifiers and I was telling them like they they're having like six qualifiers or six pre-qualifiers now to get in the Monday 
now they're basically Monday qualifiers. So I don't even know if this is like the route to go anymore. So, you know, I might add, add Canada, Canada stop here and there. So especially this is the West, West side of Canada. Yeah. The, the good thing about the Canadian tour, they have a category for guys that are like the, the top three non-members that are on the like money list. They get spots in the field if you're inside the top 60 or something. So if you go up and qualify in one of the first like four events and just play like make the cut or something like that and it's probably a little better than make the cut but if you like play two events qualify two events make the cut like you're probably in the clear for the next reshuffle so uh, the corner yeah. and pga don't have that category but canada does so that's the cool part about that you can go up there go up there with no status I don't know if you listened to previous podcasts, but we kind of go in on the whole situation that's going on the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah. I'm a little behind on my episodes. The last one I listened to was with uh, Sam. Oh, yeah. Not that far behind. Yeah, just a couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, nothing nothing too much you can't catch up on. Yeah, just a good range session, and I'll be all caught up. <laughs> Six hour, six hour rain session. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna start doing that again. Okay, we were just talking about how there's not a lot of opportunity um, to get in via like pre qualifiers, even Monday qualifiers. Like they used to have like so many spots available back in the day. Like this, yeah, this is like 30, 40 years ago, but they would have the Monday qualifier be for like 30 spots because if you didn't make the cut, like you had to go qualify for the next event. Like this is back in like persimmon woods times. Damn. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was like that open. Oh yeah, totally. That's what the tour used to be. Shoot. All I know is when, what, like when I first turned pro, Corn Ferry, I don't even remember how many spots they give out, but I, it was like six at each site, wasn't it? So they did yeah, 12 months. Yeah, and now it's during COVID, it was only a couple, and now it's down to uh, or two. up or down, down to two or four or whatever. The last two Corn Ferry Mondays were two because those were international events, and they've given more spots away to the like uh, local countrymen. And then uh, starting with Tampa, they'll go back to their normal four at each site deal. So, That's good. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think it's uh, – I mean, it's pretty much been that way since you've been professional. And all of us have been professional, like four spotters. But, like, do you yeah. see what, – what's your – State of the game. Um, State of pro golf. I mean, there are so many good players out there. Like, the amount of times I've played with people, and I'm like, dude, do you have, like, a – like, he's got – you've got a really good game. Like, uh, and and not that I, like, wonder, like, well, how are you not playing on a tour? Like, why, why they're not better or whatever. But uh, just, like, so impressed with, like, a lot of people that I play with. And I'm like, dude, like – Swing's good. It's got putts are good, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's what one thing I've noticed is, like, there's so many good players out there. And 
I mean, it's just hard because, like, spots are limited to begin with. You know, each each full field, a full field is like 156 or something like that. And then Corn Ferry's keeping 75 cards and then, you know, another 40 through Q School. So that's 115 right there. So, uh, and then you got a couple other categories and then you land with like 130 guys and then they're filling you know, 20 spots with sponsor exemptions and Monday qualifiers. And on I mean, I've been the sponsor exemption guy. I've been the Monday qualifier guy. So like I have a hard time saying that it's, that it's like, you know, there should be more spots just because, you know, a, I'm a member on one of the tours in Canada and, and then, B, I've been part of like the uh, part of like Monday qualifiers and sponsor exemptions. So I like to think I see it from all sides and everything. But yeah, dude, I wish there were more spots given out. Like I, and it's such a tough decision to say like, you know, they need to do this or need to do that because they're going to cater to the guys that are on tour. They're going to cater to the tour members. And those guys want less spots. You know, they want fields to be smaller. They want it to be more inclusive. Whereas there's like thousands of us from the outside looking in and we just want opportunities. Shoot, dude, I've never missed a cut in a corn ferry event or a PGA tour event as a pro. So I just feel like give me opportunities and I can play my way on there. Like I've had my chances at Q school and everything like that. But, um, you know, as far as like starts and everything goes, I, I, I just wish there was like a better way to give, give guys like more starts and everything. Cause you know, Monday qualifier, that's a tough route. Um, and Q School, with like I was saying, there's so many good players out there, dude. Q School has just gotten so much harder every year. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily like think something's like wrong or good with the system, just because like all I've ever known is all we've ever known is like four or six spots for the Monday qualifiers, and then like you know. Q school for Canada, you had to finish top 10 or 15 to get starts or, and then, you know, corn fairies, top 40 at final stage and whatever. So I, I have a hard time like really settling on one side of the, of the, you know, argument, you know, one day I may one day I may be all upset because I feel like I should get some opportunities when I have, gotten opportunities because that is my next thought in my head i'm like well, you need to quit being a baby about this you've been given a chance and i've had my cracks in the corn fairy events and played well but not good enough so i it's hard to say because like a lot of the guys that i've practiced with and friends with and everything like that you know we're all in the same boat like as you guys are too it's just like we wish there were way more chances for the little guys to, you know, get in these events. But then you start looking at the field breakdown and everything. And I'm like, I, I don't see how there's room for people, extra guys to get in. So I, I, I don't know what the right answer is there. That's such a cop out, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, that's all I was asking for. I think that's probably where most guys stand as well, too, because the PGA Tour – and trying to make it to that platform is all that really anyone knows, unless it's the Euro Tour, World Tour route, which still, same, same, but different. 
Yeah, they don't even have qual. They just started having Monday qualifiers for the European Tour. I don't even think all the events do. Only a couple no, of them do. Yeah. So, well, but there's a few ideas that we've been kind of talking about. It's like with how with how diluted the game has become and how many good players there are. It's really hard for me to believe that no one's thrown around the more develop, developmental tour opportunities, like kind of like a forum tour thing, but also having the secondary PGA Tour event. You know how they do that? There's like a major going on. Chips or a major. Yeah. They, could, they could probably do that every week and make money. But, I mean, all you, all you, need, is, all you need is sponsors. And then plus you have like the PIP thing that we've, kind of bitched about here and there it's yeah. like how do you not how do you not put that somewhere else but again i get it you want to cater to the top guys today it's like there, there's so many opportunities you can do with the endless amount of players that we're playing against to get there that it just i'm surprised there hasn't been more of a resurgence of like another tour product you know instead they're yeah. coming out with like the the PGA Tour U thing, is that what is that what it's called? The yeah, college thing. Yeah. Like I, that kind of. Like, what's that going to do? I I am in the minority of this, but out of guys that are already on tour playing, I think it's a good idea because it's kind of like a rewards the guys that do well in college like immediately, and those guys have had like some decent success too, like right away. No, but, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's, like, a bad thing, but I'm saying, like, we're already trying to fight for spots. And they're giving it away to, you know, all giving. of a sudden. They're, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, that's, what, 10 spots in Canada and another five in, in Corn Ferry. So that's yeah. – that's or 10 spots in Latin or Canada. So, okay. yeah, they're shrinking the field right there. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying there's, there's more way – I mean, it's probably not going to happen. And, I mean, I've come – come to the conclusion where I'm just going to play the hand that I'm dealt, you know? Like, what what the hell am I going to do? But, you know, we're just out here talking and using this as a therapy session on bitching about why we're not getting opportunities, but also just at the end of the day, you just got to play well enough to get there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah and I want to sure. It's and I want to play against the best guys. And Do you remember when uh, do you remember when COVID was kind of at its height and you had some either older PGA tour guys. I mean, there was, there was a time where Daniel Chopper was playing on the outlaw tour and, yeah. and there was a bunch of guys, a bunch of main tour guys bitching about it. And I think even the Monday Q guy was complaining about like, like why tour guys or established guys were playing mini tours. But at the same time, it's like, I would love, I would love for Tiger to play in a golden state event. I want to play against, I want to play against the best wherever. And He's I guarantee play the club probably won't win. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, That's what I, I was I was reading one of the headlines in our um, in our previous podcast episode, and one of them was that that I was t- you mentioned how I was talking about him coming. So he is. He's going to come play in the Cloverdale Open one day. Yeah, I verbally committed for him. So yeah, yeah, him and him and Charlie. It could be. It could be a yeah. Have Charlie play. Maybe that would be a bigger promo. Yeah, right? Give him an exemption. Love that. An amateur exemption. Yeah, I love that. So, you got Canada status again this year. That's your plan. You're just going to 
play the tour in the summer and um, occupy with Mondays and like satellite tournaments in the meantime. Yeah, yep. I um, I got Canada status via the uh, form tour from last summer, and yeah, so I got Canada status from the form tour last summer, and. 100% playing on playing that tour. Like, I love going up there and playing. Obviously, not the tour you want to be on, but uh, it's a good tour to play for sure if you can play. Um, but until then, yeah, I got, I think I mapped out, I got 10 Corn Ferry Monday qualifiers to do uh, before the first event starts, before the end of May or something. Two of them already happened down in Miami. I played. Good in both of those, but my rust only showed. I was four under through ten at the first qualifier. Six under was going to qualify, and I forgot how to putt coming in. And then that trend continue into the next qualifier. I was cruising along at a couple under, popped the ball in the water on the back nine, bounced back with a good birdie, get back to two under. Bird, I had to birdie one of the last two. Pretty pathetic wedge on 17, two putt par. 18 hit a nice one in there, like 12 feet above the hole. And the wind was whipping, whipping, like to the right. And the putt was like straight, maybe breaking a little right to left. And I'm like, oh, I'll, just, I'll just give this thing a firm little tap and uh, hammer it through this wind. And I hammered, and I just gunned it like five feet by the hole, and uh, proceeded to three putt that. But if I would have made one of those last two, I would have been in the playoff for the last spot. So that one kind of stung a little bit. But yeah, uh, I saw, I saw I've that had some, finish. That was a good. That was a good effort, though, man. Not bad. Yeah, I've had some luck in the Monday qualifiers in the last year or so. So I am. Weirdly feeling optimistic, which is dangerous because you're only playing for four spots. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can uh, I can get on some runs, as everyone can. But uh, I like to think my game is a, a kind of a lightning in a bottle kind of deal sometimes. So, which is good for those Mondays. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So hope, hopefully I can, uh, you know, top 25 it in one of those things finally and string a few starts together, earn enough points or whatever you need to do to start playing more events. I had my chance, what was it, first year of COVID. I guess it was 2020 in Savannah. I came out Monday qualifier and was leading after the first round, probably nine under uh, in Savannah. And then just – that was – cruising along the second day too i was like 200 through five and then looked up at the leaderboard and saw i was still ahead and and proceeded to freak out yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like 1100 through 25 and i think 1800 one for the tournament so yeah if i could have only played the last uh you know 47 holes at seven under but yeah so that was a pretty big disappointment after a good start like that but still yeah. good to know you can fire out the gate like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just uh 
got to stop staring at these leaderboards. I, I get kind of spaced out when I'm playing golf, too, so I just need to kind of dial in that focus a little bit more, too. Spaced out as in, like, you'll want to, like, you'll get a wandering eye. Yeah, I just start, like, staring at the clouds or something, like, you know, just losing focus in the middle of my round. Been been working on that, uh, we'll call it, uh, that, (laughs) we'll call it, like, I I just competitive focus. I, I don't know what the proper term is it, but just, like, bringing it for, like, the whole five hours you're out there. You know, I can go chill after and rest, you know, after and before. But those five hours, you got to be locked in. You know, you don't have to be, like, not blinking the whole five hours. But definitely, you know, if it's – I'm not – as you guys know, I'm not a very fast mover. So I need to be, (laughs) like, prepared to hit when it's my turn or, like, my group will get out of position. And I'm not, like, slow, but I'm just, like, not – Sometimes I'm just not, like, ready to go. Um, I can't, like, I hardly ever hit first on the tee because even if it's my honor, I, I don't I don't know. I, I need to get better at that. So that's, uh, like, something I've been working on, just playing at, at home with my buddies. I, I need him in my ear then. Maybe I need to get him catting for, for one of these Monday qualifiers. You think you can Maybe. still move around pretty uh, good? Yeah. But uh, for first, I mean, for you, you know, and, and last time I played golf with him, which was like 11 years ago, he told me he takes eight Advil around because his back hurts so bad. Damn, he, needs to get, he needs to get doing some of David's yoga. He'll get him dialed. Yeah. That's right. Get him on yeah, the uh, com for those yoga classes. You giving out any free classes or are you going to make me Live pay for online. these things? <laughs> you get a week. You get a week free, man. Is it like email or credit card? Because I got a bunch Try of emails. Free yoga at checkout. No, you just gotta like go to go to the website, um, click on single class drop in if that's what you want, um, or like a weekly pass, thirty day pass, whatever. But you get seven days of free yoga for it. So if you type in free yoga, it's no cost. Let's go. The first time. So could I could I use it for a week and then let's say I sign Katie up and then use hers for the next week after that? Katie can have it for a week, yeah. Yeah. Wait. There it's not like you're just you're just doing it on video. You don't get to see what I look like. It's a Zoom platform, so like I can see you but I'm doing it with you so I can coach you through it. Um, if I feel like you can get a better stretch or like a deeper into activation or stretching of a muscle, um, or like if you need a guide, you can also see me. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty interactive and, um, yeah, you can see everybody if you want, just depending on like what your camera preferences are, I guess. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably be pretty focused on not, like, tearing a hamstring or something like that. So, well, <laughs> funny, funny you say that, but anyway, <laughs> real quick, back to uh, what you are saying about, like, kind of feeling feeling that little pressure going into these Mondays. My, from personal experience, when I was in Hawaii, I started off pretty hot. I was 305. 
you know, just competitive juices flowing, just got back from, you know, visiting family at home and a little bit of tournament rest because I was supposed to play in a swing thought event. Yep. I don't know that worked out, but also had my girl caddying for me, seeing me play golf for the first time. But right when I got to three under and kind of knowing that the number is going to be around like one or two to get yeah. out, started feeling a little bit of pressure. Those putts I was making before started lipping out. Wasn't catching uh, the driver very solid anymore. So I definitely I definitely feel that. But that. That stuff's like all experience, though. Yeah. What do you guys do when you get, like, under the gun, like, nervous? What's your, like, uh, what's your, like, all right, gives you back to, like, ground zero, kind of, like, brings your energy levels back down or helps you calm down? Because in high school and college, I used to just throw in a lip, throw in a nice old dip, and I'd be ready to go. But turns out that actually makes it worse, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Dude, I've actually been using uh, uh, CBD pouches, and those calm me down like crazy. Nice. Oh, those uh, can of dips, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been using those. Um they, they actually work, but, I mean, when it comes to just golf in general, I just kind of stick to – I have a tendency of, like, working the ball a little too much. So, once I start feeling myself do that, I kind of just start hitting some punch shots and find the middle of the face a little bit more. Yeah. And then with, with putting, I mean, I just try to keep my head down, but I never really had an issue with chipping. Yeah. Dave, what's your go-to? I just do my best to try to get refocused on like the present. Like if I if I'm playing and that happens, like I started doing this in college, so I guess in a sense meditating, but just like focus on my breathing. But I mean, it hasn't always been that way. Um, yeah, but you're always good about that. You, you got that calm presence. Oh, I mean, dude, I'm boiling. If sometimes underneath, like I just do my best to control my emotions. And I feel like I ha I'm getting a better grip on it the more mature I, the more I age and uh, experience things. But, yeah, I mean, also I try to just get more centered on making the shot or making the putt and not focusing on, like, how to make make something happen, you know? Just kind of reacting, no. just being like, all right, you know. Yeah. I got totally. this nine iron, it goes 150, I'm just going to do it kind of deal. Instead of being like, I need to be like super particular about it. You're just kind of dumb, like making it simple. Exactly. Yeah, like I feel like my best golf would be in like the Avatar State, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most mature answer ever. That was pretty good. Dorn coming out here saying he throws a dip in. and No, I used to. I don't anymore. I Well, I never really got into to... dip. I did twice. Well, if you want to yeah, count but... Zen, we can count it twice. But um, it was never really my thing. And, like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of smoking cigarettes. And, like, smoking weed, like, yeah. That's, Dude, that's I tried smoking weed on the golf course before. That. It's not. It's not it, man. It's not for me either. Like I gotta be. I like to be just like razor sharp focus and. Um, yeah. 
when it when it comes down to it and i mean business like i don't want to default to anything either you know yeah i like yeah, that I, feel you. I like that a lot dave did you yes. have you found that like meditating has helped like your focus a lot more since you've done it like on the course and everything or not like but like you because you do like i see you posting about like that calm app and everything like daily and all that stuff like have you found since you like started using that that's like almost like helped you focus even more or just like just um, more like it's more like calming to start the day off and clears the mind in a sense but i like think more towards like that anxiety aspect that you bring up a couple times like under the gun like you're aware of it you're okay with it you just you're able to move forward that's the way i see it like you're you're not so much like a deer in the headlights or like you don't feel like you're a deer in the headlights as much when you're in those situations so it's almost um, like you're you're acknowledging that it's there and you're aware that it's going on instead of like trying so hard to like let's say like not look at a leaderboard that you're almost like thinking about it just as much kind of yeah deal. exactly Exactly. So, like, think back to, like, when you were a kid and, like, it was, like, you were playing, like, lights out one of your first few rounds and you realize, like, oh, my God, I'm six under. And then you, like, give a few back at the end and you only end up shooting, like, 69 or 70, like, what your normal, like, lowest or, like, yeah. low has been. Like, case, like, you were probably, like, oh, my God, I'm six under. Like, if I could just hold on or, like, or you start thinking about it, you can get all excited. Whereas, like, hindsight what a more experienced wise person would do in that case would say like oh i'm six under like i i may or may not have been in this position before but you just you just focused on the present and whatever is in front of you what's on the task at hand um a lot of times in my meditation what i do is focus on my breath and how I got into it, I was actually talking to um, the receptionist at um, this float take place I went to earlier about this. But I started just little by little, just like doing it pretty much every day for a few minutes before I got my day started. And um, started with counting my breath a few times. And then once I felt ready to go, like I was all set. And then... And then it just kind of transformed. I started learning more about it by reading on it. And then um, I enjoyed it, too. That was one part of it that just kept me going with it. And then I started using the call map and became um, became more, like, deep, like, in the grind with it. Um, and then used the timer. And then once I started using a timer, it started counting for me, like, the number of days I went. And so... The competitor, or the competitive aspect, I mean, was like, hey, let's see how long we can go. So I ended up going like 400 days, and then I stopped because I didn't want to, like, keep that number going and just focus more on the meditation. But anyways, my point being, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's helped me overall. And yeah. um, especially with, like, the awareness aspect of just, like, what's around me and, like, what I'm feeling inside, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. I use the Calm app for like I during COVID. I had it. I did a 
they had like a sale and I bought like a year trial. I wasn't every day, but I probably used it like 250 out of the 360 days of the year. I don't know why I stopped, honestly, but because uh, I, I, I thought it was like very beneficial, but I have not done it since. So, Yeah, well, changing routines can definitely have that. There's been times since that 400 streak. I mean, that was a couple years ago now, but I mean, I still try to do it five, six times a week, but um Sometimes it's not possible, like, to sit down and, like, count out, like, deliberately. But, I mean, hell, you can just meditate just by taking a breath and, like, having that awareness of you breathing in and then out. Like, that's meditating in and of itself right there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, apps like Calm and... Um, insight timer is a good one that I'm starting to dive more into. I think I'm going to transition from calm to insight timer. What's the other one like headspace or something like that? Headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Insight timer is free. Um, but like you have the, you have the option to donate to the instructors themselves. That's gotta be like Wikipedia asking for people for donations though. Right. Pretty much. I mean, it's kind of like how, like, the yoga community was formed and, like, still tries to operate. Um, Yeah. Like, just doing, like, giving services and, like, the donation aspect is where they make their money sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not not all. Like, like a lot of the yoga studios in America now um, are more formalized, like, businesses, though. So, yeah. But no, I think, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to wrap it up. So just go ahead with what you were going to say. Uh, well, I mean, as you guys both kind of know, like struck me struggling with like the mental aspect of the game. Like I've been, I've asked so many people mentally and what I've kind of gathered is everyone kind of just finds what has worked for them. Like I have guys, like I've had someone tell me that, when they feel a little stressed, they try to pick out things that they appreciate that's just around them. And then I have some guys tell me that they like really dig deep into when they played their best, which is probably the most common. And uh, I've actually had guys tell me that when they get mad, they play better. So I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of where it's, I feel like it's where you kind of come from growing up and like what sports you played growing up. And I mean, I, I remember when I played hockey, every time I, got mad, I started playing better. And I've, you know, not like mad and pissed off where you start getting like aggressive, but you just kind of dig down deep in that like inner competitive is what you were trying, you were saying, Dave, like, I don't know. I think that's helped me a little bit. It's wherever, whatever works for you. I mean, it's golf. There's really no right or wrong. So whatever puts you in that headspace as a competitor and kind of gets you out of the, the self doubt or the playing too conservative or playing not to fail, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the brain is the big, one of the most important muscles in golf for sure. It's 80% mental, something like that. I mean, that's just like the, the I would say dumbed down version, but it it is. But yeah, I don't know. Like when you, you you know, we, we know guys that, the less they care, the better they play. Or, like, some people just don't give a shit and they can just go out there and shoot 65. 
But like someone like me, I can't, I can't do that. Like the less I care, the worse I play. Yeah, for sure. I can't do that either. <laughs> I wish I could do that, man. That would, in my life, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm surprised I still have a full head of hair in my head. How much this game stresses me out. Dude, I look in the mirror every day to see what, how that hairline's looking. <laughs> That's why I'm growing it out, buddy. <laughs> why? Because you know your last time getting it, your next time getting it cut's probably your last, huh? <laughs> no, I don't know. My dad's got a nice head of hair at sixty. Yeah, he's sixty. He's gonna be sixty-one in April. So yeah, for sixty years old, he's got a nice head of hair. Um, I'm freaking out. But, both my both my grandparents are bald, like like literally like a cue ball. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with how much my with how much my dad stresses out, I'm surprised he still has hair on his head. Because that 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 guy, he's never had a peaceful moment in his life. That is a fact. <laughs> that is true. Everything's an action movie for Mel. Oh, dude! Everything, dude. He'll hit a good shot, and there'll be something wrong. It's. I don't know. Dorn's caddied for him before. Yeah, that was fun. My chubby ass trying to keep up with the old long legs over here. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Dude, that was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> do you still work out a lot, Dorn? Uh, yeah, I try to get in there every day. Now, uh, I probably only accomplish about five days a week, but uh, – um, I need to get a trainer, and I've been saying this. I'm just being so stubborn on cost. There's a guy dude. at TPC that everyone uses, and dude, I get uh, like I worked a ton with Randy Myers in college, who's at Sea Island, and uh, he kind of laid the groundwork. And my college strength coach was phenomenal, like level three TPI certified. He was our basketball and golf, and just like being playing basketball for forever growing up and everything and taking that like explosiveness towards it towards like some golf workouts and everything. And then throwing out, throwing in like the, some of the TPI movements for like correctives or like warming up or cool down exercises. Like I, I still use all that stuff that my college trainer and Randy gave me as like the groundwork. But I feel like there's some like basic lifts that I can be doing better, like more that are more, uh, you know, geared towards, not necessarily, like, geared toward golf, but, like, better for, like, power. Like, I do the basic stuff. Like, you know, I'll do, like, trap bar deadlift. I try not to do, like, basic deadlift just because I'll your back screw up my back. So the trap bar just kind of, like, auto-corrects your form. You, um, you know what you need to do? Not to cut you off. Let's hear it. I mean, you know, you know Brennan Walsh, like <laughs> – you know, Brennan Walsh is, like, doing a bunch of, uh, like, workout stuff for golf specifically, and he works with – I forget I forget what Jimmy works with in Cincinnati, but I've been reaching out to him because I lost, like, a bunch of speed uh, a few months ago. And I never asked him to make me a workout, but I was just, like, kind of bouncing ideas off of him and started doing some things that he's been telling me. And this week I'm out a whole plan for me. And I'm going to start doing it. But my swing speed went from 110 and to now it's at 117 comfortably. And I can, and when I, you know, 
uh, swing as hard as I can. I can get up to 121. Dude, and it's that's not, awesome. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's because I – and I've only been bouncing ideas off of him, and I'm going to start, like, really going into it. So I'll, I'll let you know of my results. I'm going to be posting it more on Instagram. My, my whole Instagram page is going to be completely different coming up. But, um, I mean, I'll show you my results. I'm sure he'll be more than happy enough. to Because all you – dude, all you really need is someone to give you what to do. You don't need someone standing right next to you like doing it with you unless yeah. you don't know what you're oh. doing, but you do, you're not yeah. that a guy. Yeah. Dude, for sure. Like there's so many things like that, like little things that like we could probably be doing that trainers, like you know, sports specific or golf specific trainers can just like throw into your normal lift that are just gonna, like you said, just kind of like you're still working out and moving weight, but like, you know that there's a difference from like just being like good physically fit and that may not directly correlate to like hitting it far where you can do like something similar to that and it's like catered to being like more explosive sports specific golf specific and all of a sudden you just go swing and it's like dude what in the heck i just gained like five miles per hour yeah yeah i need to get on that with brennan though yeah no hit hit him up um well, yeah, what I was going to say was, like, I was in the best shape of my life, like, physically looking and, strong, like, strong. Yeah, you were. Two two months ago. <laughs> and my swing speed was nowhere near where I wanted it to be. So, I, I don't know, man. It's – I'm still doing, like, the lifts I want to do, but I'm also incorporating that, that mobility and strength part. And, like, once you kind of – and you get, like, those explosive workouts in, I'm not kidding, man. It makes such a big difference. And – and right now, like if it was cold, like when we played, like I couldn't, I, dude, I couldn't swing. Like I literally was so locked up. Like when we played, dude, now you, I feel now I feel so much better. Hey, you can spearhead it with Dave leading your yoga stretches, and then Brennan over here dialing you up some explosiveness. Yeah, I know Brennan listens to, dude, so he's gonna he's gonna love that. Yeah, let me but, slide in those DMs. Yeah, slide into those DMs and hit them up. Uh, he, he knows his shit. So what do you try to balance your workout routine with? Is it like mostly just gym and like just a little salad bowl mix? Yeah, so you know what? I'll, I'll take you guys through my workout so you can get on my level, my model <laughs> of fitness here. Yeah. You are You are a physical specimen, so – yeah, you know, so I I I got injured a lot when I was younger. I like to th- think that that was because my body couldn't handle this explosiveness. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that's why like uh, some of these like stud athletes are getting hurt all the time just because they're too I know, explosive. I, I know Julie puts HGH in those cookies. So, dude, I she put something in there. I don't know what it was. So, um, yeah, so, like, Mondays are my lower body, like, power days. So, if I do my week right, if I'm, like, following it to a T, I'll go Monday to Friday. And then, so, Mondays are, like, my lower body power days. I get in there. I do, like, some light foam rolling, hit some, like, correctives, like, some hip stuff. And then I'll go, uh, I'll go hit the treadmill. I'll try to rotate between, like, 
10 to 30 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's been 10 minutes lately. Um, (laughs) And we're not setting any uh, land speed records either. So, yeah, hop off the treadmill and then get back doing a couple more, like a few more of the same, like hip opener stuff. Maybe uh, I'll throw in like two different, two new, two new hip things in there after stretch, after running, just to keep those hips nice and loose. And then Mondays, I'm just doing some like basic like power lifts. Um, uh, for some reason, I squatted and deadlifted on Monday. I usually try to break those up into like two separate days. Um, so yeah, I'll do like one like main lift like that where you're just you know, basic squat or basic deadlift with the trap bar and then do some other lower body stuff. You know, I'll throw on like some single leg twist, whatever, a couple golf, like little golf specific stuff, just like a rotation or doing something on one leg. Then I hate upper body days. Mike, I know that's like your favorite day of the year. Um, <laughs> that's all I, Mike does. Dude, I, mean, I whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not true. We've already gone over this. So yeah, Tuesdays and Tuesdays. But I love are my, myself like, a bench press, dude. Yeah, seeing me on a bench press is is not impressive. <laughs> so I try to spend as little time there as possible. Yeah, so I, I go like upper body day on Tuesday. I'll probably run a little more just to because the hit, like legs are a little sore. So I'll spend a little longer time on the treadmill, and I'm not like uh, fatiguing my lower half as much because I'm not lifting lower body. And then uh, Wednesdays, like I'm doing like the same warm up for each. And then Wednesdays, I'll do like a lower body, like more explosion day. A lot of I sometimes I'll take Wednesday off though, and then just do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But we're doing the week right. Wednesday's like a lower body, uh, more like explosive day. So I'll do like a lighter deadlift, and then superset that with box jumps. Um. And then just do a bunch of other little like weird, weird looking workouts in the gym for lower body, uh, like stability and explosion. And then Thursday is just another basic upper body day, like what we do. Um, and then Friday, and then Friday, I will uh, do a mix of my Monday and Wednesday workout. I'll just drop the weight so I can get feeling right for the weekend. And then of course, Friday being International Arms Day, I hit the curls pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think every my, day is. I think every day for me is International Arm Day. Yeah, so that's my workout day. Oh, so he admits it. Now, do I do I like follow that to a T every time? I mean, no. Like, like today, since I hit lower body pretty hard on Monday today, I woke up and I was just like. Uh, We'll just go to the apartment gym and and just touch my toes and then walk to my car and go. <laughs> but I mean, that's, you not, know what? that's good though. Yeah, I mean, but what I doing something. what I've found is like the the weeks where I can like string together like days where I'm like following my little daily schedule that I've mapped out like to a T. Now, like for me, that's like one thing that translates directly to me playing good golf is when I'm like being super structured at home and everything like that with my just like getting up to my alarm, not snoozing it, hopping out of bed, popping the contacts in, hitting some coffee and a banana and hitting the gym and hitting the day. 
like that. And then, uh, but yeah, that's my, my basic little workout deal. Five minutes worth of my, my, uh, Andrew Dorn fitness routine. So if you want to get like me, check out my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Oh man. That's, I mean, that's good though. I mean, we should doing something that a lot of people just don't even, don't even touch it and think that golf is, and you don't even need to work out. Like all, like the whole like only stretching, weight stuff is not a thing anymore. Yeah, agreed. I mean, there's got to be some sort of uh, stress involved. I mean, look at my boy uh, Brooks, Bruce Cupcake. Yeah, and uh, it, Dorn's favorite player, Bryson. Dude, I know you're trying to be like him because. And Who? you guys are pretty much twin. Brooks. Bruce. Why would I try to be like him? Because you're on the same equipment staff now, and you're starting to wear leggings. No, I never wear leggings. Yeah, dude. I'm going to get you a pair. I'm going to send you a pair of Dreamcatcher leggings. I'm going to send them right back and then <laughs> Venmo, Venmo request the shipping cost. I think you look good in them. I appreciate that. Not putting them on. You know what? No, not putting them on. Ah, you were thinking about it, though. I was thinking about saying something, but I'm good. Um, all right, hit, hit Dorn with some would-you-rathers, or me and Dorn, I guess. I got a, a few are directed towards Andrew. Glazed or jelly-filled? Or cream-filled. No, I, I'm not like a big like jelly or cream filled. I am a get me a chocolate frosted. <laughs> that's all I want. Chocolate frosted, all right. Twisted glaze is a pretty good second though. Twisted glaze. Are you a bear claw fan? Not I don't really like any of that fancy shit. It's just uh I'm just a simple guy. Chocolate frosted. I'll take a dozen. Doran, there's <laughs> there's this uh, this donut shop that's like two blocks away from my apartment. It's called Sidecar Donuts, dude. They are unbelievable. Like it's dangerous because I'm I hate to say it, but I'm probably just as big as a donut fiend as you are, if not more. I don't think I've had a donut this year. How about that one, fellas? That's not what the people want to hear. That's probably a bigger surprise than the Bengals making the Super Bowl. Right. Donut King not having any donuts in 2022 so far. I've only had a donut hole. Yeah, I've been on the grind, fellas. Dude, I have a donut probably once a week. Yeah, but chocolate frosted, that's the only way to go. I don't mean next. All right. Look at next. Um... If you could have one more trophy from your amateur days, what would it be? Is this a trick question? Like I'm supposed to answer what you think or you think I'm an yeah. amateur or is this a legit one? Well, like if there's any tournament you didn't win that you wish you could have, like in your college or am days, like what would it be? Like i definitely say the Mets up there for me. I mean, like, USAM would be cool to win, but I was never really in contention 
at any point. Uh, honestly, the one that like irks me, and I probably like still get frustrated about it. The third Ohio AM, like three feet. No one had ever won three in a row. And then 2015, I was just like, I didn't know how to play golf in 2015. And uh, I passed up on playing playing an amateur event to like, at this point, I was done with college golf. So I was trying to like better my amateur ranking to try to like backdoor a Walker Cup spot. I, I wasn't really ever close, but I thought maybe I could go on a little run and get in there. But uh, I had to play the Ohio AM instead of playing like the Players Cup or the Players Amateur, which was like a real big one. But the Ohio AM was the same year as the Players AM every year. I chose to play in the Ohio AM that year to go for the three-peat, and I didn't win. And it's still I'm still just butthurt about it. I think I came in like that played fine all week, but there was one. Who won? Ju Young Lee? Yeah. He and Jerry wow. Howard got in the playoff, right? Yeah. So that was, uh, that's probably my biggest one. Like, I've, I've won the trophy twice, but no one had ever done it three years in a row. And I was one of eight people that had a chance to do it, and I couldn't get it done. So that one keeps me up. And- yeah, I wish I would have won a map. That'd be a cool one to win. I never. I, I think I, I made it to the semis one year, and that was as far as it went. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you've uh, talked to Matt about this, but he has basically lost to every champion or runner-up of the Met every year he's played it. So basically, it's- if you beat Matt, you're gonna go to the finals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's he wants to win that thing so bad, and I I mean I hope he does, and I'm pulling for him. Um, like last year, he lost in the semis, I think. Damn. Yeah, I mean he's he's coming close, and he's getting close, closer every year. But dude, match play is a bitch sometimes. You can be playing so good, and then just run into a buzzsaw one day. Just gonna be on your toes at all times in match play. Any goals this year? Goals this year? <laughs> yeah, you want you want the people to know about. We want the people to know. Um, I'll rip off a few. Top eight hundred in the world. Uh, that's just like how I've. If you play Canada all year, you like eight hundred. You have a really good season. Eight hundred. And the world golf ranking could get you there. Um, and then finish top 10 on the money list in Canada, win the Canadian tour event, uh, finish the year with better status than I currently have. So that would be Corn Fair or PGA. Those are my golf goals. Love it. What are your guys' goals? Um, I want to I want to get in the top five on the G Pro Tour money list by the end of June and get myself a Corn Fairy Tour card at the end of the year. Those are nice. And whatever Monday qualifier I get it, I give myself a shot at. I'll probably do like three or four 
in the summertime. I'd like to do. I'd like to get into at least one of them. I'd say those are uh, ambitious but achievable goals. Absolutely. Um, yes, sir. Mine would be get my swing speed to 125 comfortably. That's like swing goals. That's like my main swing goal. And then uh, win a, a multi-day professional event. Don't care what it is as long as it's more than two days. A dub and is then, a dub. Uh, yeah, just get get a win under the belt. And then uh, Monday in to a corn carrier PGA event. Can I tell you a big, another big goal of mine that comes to mind? Yeah, let's hear it. I want to fuck it and make it out of Nakatiwa and Springfield and go to, where is it this year? The Country Club? I want to go to the U.S. Open, make it there. That's my goal. The Country Club. I played my first USAM there. That place is so difficult. Where is that? It's in, Matt, it's in Boston. It's where... Uh, Justin Leonard made that putt over the ridge in the Ryder Cup, and they all went nuts on the green. Yeah, that place that place looks sick. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been I've been close the last couple tries I've had, and um, missing a playoff. Uh, I was a uh, second alternate one year or two. This would have been 2019 because we didn't do it in 2020. And then 2021, last year, I think I was like two shots off. And I just – I played all right, but just got that bad draw. Like playing in the morning and it raining for a good amount of it just kind of wasn't the better half of the field to play in. But, yeah, just I like to make it out of there and – I know I can play well at Springfield. I'm, I'm not saying like it's a guaranteed yeah. assured, oh, but it definitely happened. What were you gonna say? That I'm, I'm sure you've played well at Springfield a couple times. Yeah, most stuff. I've never played that golf course. Fun, Donald Ross, man. Dude, it's awesome. I've only heard good things about it. Yeah, I mean, most of my most of my goals are just process goals. Like, you know, if you get if I get these done, this is gonna happen, or something something good's gonna happen. You know. Oh yeah. Not a not a huge uh, result based goal person, but I just know if I get my shit right, good things are gonna happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all about that process and outcome goals. I put that in. Uh, not I. We put that in a. Post and Dreamcatcher a couple weeks back. Can't remember exactly when it was, but we did touch up on that. Not to sound like the the meathead, but that's kind of like what working out's like. You can't really focus on the result of what what's going to happen. Just just got to do it, and then eventually, if you do it, it's going to come. Yeah, I was thinking about what you said um, about how like if you're going to work out every day. Like, looking in the first few days, you're not going to see any results, but look a month down the road, like, then you might see something. Um, I was thinking about that today, and I'm glad you touched up on that again. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just how it works. Nothing happens overnight. You just got to put the work in and 
results will come. I mean, you guys both know what I looked like in high school. <laughs> Turn sideways and you disappear, kind of guy. I mean, those those high school golf shirts we got, I had to wear a life jacket because I was drowning in them. Yeah, they were <laughs> good. Yeah, and for some for whatever reason, I was wearing larges, and that was before everything was form fitting. Tiger did that back in the day, though. Yeah, that's definitely like, my mic did it. <laughs> wear the XL shirt and just hike up the sleeves. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, and the, dude, I have some videos of of me playing golf in high school, and it just looks like I'm wearing my dad's clothes. Baggy as shit, and the only thing holding my pants up was the belt that was on the last belt loop. <laughs> yeah, I never had those problems. I had to wear pleated pants for some extra room. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I have one more. Would you rather, Dorian? And this is only a handful of people are gonna we're talking about, but would you rather play 18 holes with Jackson Lee or 18 holes with Mike Irwin? And I can cut this out if you want me to. I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I've i played with Jackson like since since uh, like high school or whatever. I randomly played with him a few times. Haven't played with Irwin since high school or maybe just after high school. So we'll do purely based off like who I've played with recently. Uh, I haven't played with Irwin recently, so we'll go with him. With Irwin? Yeah, Mike Irwin, final answer. <laughs> Had to ask. Sorry, Jackson. Well, you know what you get with both of them, both characters in their own way. Yes. I don't know if I have any more. Oh, I got a good one for you guys. All right. Okay. Would you rather the Bengals win the Super Bowl or you couldn't golf for a year? I'm going to be honest. This is, this, is, uh, this is a very easy answer for me. I don't know. Uh, the Bengals win. I'm just happy that, that they're in the NFL. Um, so if they win the Super Bowl, you can't play golf for a year. Dude, for a year? Is that I don't know what yeah, I would say, fucking do. Let's say this happened for a year. You'd lift weights. Yeah, yeah you'd lift weights. That's only, all about, that's only about two hours. You look out like of the day. Tiger Woods right now. And Tiger looks beefy. What do you right go now? for? What about uh okay, let's say before the playoffs started, like Bengals are just the whatever seed they are, the four seed. Like not knowing that they're in the Super Bowl. Does your answer still stand? Dude, I don't I don't take sports. Yeah. We're, sports we're I'm not playing. I don't take that serious. Like I love sports. I love I love like the Bearcats. Yeah. I love the, the Bengals of the Reds, but they, they, it's not going to ruin my day. If like the Bengals could go zero and sixteen, and I, I'll wake up the next day and still feel the same. I feel that. Yeah. 
Again, yeah, just I'm glad there's really no organization for the game, but <laughs> there's, an, there's a tiger in Cincinnati. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Mike. All right, I got one. For, I got one for Mike. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Would you rather play one round of golf with Tiger Woods or not work out for a year? Like. Trade trade a round of golf for Tiger Woods in exchange for not working out for a year. I mean, this is an easy answer. And I want you to guess what the answer is. <laughs> Tiger, what's up? Nah, I'd rather work out for a year. <laughs> Damn. You don't have to lie to the people like that. Come Dude, on. I'm not I'm not kidding. Like again, like I love Tiger. He's the reason I play golf, but I'm number one. No, nothing's nothing's going over that. Yeah, I know this, the reason you still have an Xbox is so you can play the 2000 Masters highlights of them on DVD. 100%. I got, I got five DVDs of Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, I got 97, 01, 08, uh, US Open, I think 2001. Did I say that? Maybe 2000. I don't know. I have five of them. Mike, you got to go 2019. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they still make DVDs. I can probably just download that in my phone. But having it on a hard copy is uh, next level. I think I also have like the first Tiger documentary that came in like two thousand, came out in like two thousand seven of them, like a four disc set. Incredible. Like Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, Ken Griffey Jr. interviews about Tiger. Incredible. <laughs> Nice. Okay, nice. How, about, how about this one? <laughs> You're trying to get me, huh? No, you guys can both answer this one. Would you rather have uh, a career like Cameron Tringali? He's played in 318 or 19 events, never won, but he's made like $30 million on the PGA Tour. Or would you rather have a career like... Uh, you just win one PGA Tour event, and then you lose your card in two seasons. Ooh. Give me Tringali. I just want to keep competing. Like, am, am I – do I know that I'm never going to win? <laughs> because that could change it. Let's just say you have to pick uh, player A or player B kind of deal. I'd rather have a job for 20 years. Or however long he's been playing. That trophy would look awfully nice. Yeah, but that, that trophy would look really nice on the way to your desk job. <laughs> hey, okay, if I win, do I still – does it mean I'm never going to play on tour again, though? Uh, I guess you'd be the past champions category if you had like, the Barbasol every year or something like that. <laughs> so I'd Brett Wetterick it. Oh, huh. I don't know. He's got a pretty good life. I'd, I'd say I'll go with that. I'll win a tournament. I like that. What about you? What about you, Dorn? Gosh, I mean, playing on the tour for like 15 years a week, but that speaks a lot to his game. Like, if we were just looking at it, like, if you we're going to win a 
your only win. That would be like a good step, and you're off the tour in like a couple of years, and you're just phased out. That'd be hard pill to swallow if you do it. But blindly playing on like this, but winning. So. If you knew that, if you knew the outcome coming in, that could change things. But yeah, I mean that's kind of tough. If you didn't know, like, is if is if you're like Cameron Tringali, you're thinking like it's gonna happen, but just win. But then if you're the other guy, it's like I completely because like you gotta think the guy who won once and loses his card, he probably just completely lost it and completely. I mean, coming from me, completely losing your game is the worst thing worst feeling of all time especially if you're on the top like you're on the top of the leaderboard at one point and then you just fall to the bottom and you're probably probably playing main tour events again god that would suck yeah i mean that'd be I, at least you have I, that hope I know how I feel when I wake up in the morning and I like have not played good for a couple of days and that is terrifying. Yeah. So I, try not try not try not being able to hit a fairway for three years. Yeah. It's the worst feeling of all time. That's tough. All right, I got one more for you guys and I'll leave you. <laughs> I got ten percent on my AirPods, so I'm gonna have to wrap it up and call it a night. Okay. One more. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. Let's go. There's one yeah. right under here. I'm going to go Harry Potter. Good job. Yeah, Harry Potter. For sure. Who the I fuck do... is picking Lord of the Rings? I mean, it's I like my brother's one. Rated really? one of the best trilogies of all time. It's good. Like, I like it. I haven't <laughs> watched it through and through, though. Oh, it's good. It's very good. So, yeah, that's all. That's all my questions. <laughs> that's, I mean, you you saved the hard hitter for the last one, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I like habitually watch Harry Potter and love reading the books. So, <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we got enough for tonight. How um, this is gonna take me so long to edit. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to definitely make this a two parter, maybe three. But it'll um, be it'll be a good two parter, but. Oh, this is definitely good. This was great. Thanks for coming on, Andrew. Yeah, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks thanks for having me. When uh when we get you on next, maybe we'll make it this long again or uh do it in person or whatever. But we'll definitely love to have you on again. And uh how can people find you? Um well, I'm not like big on social media. I have it, so I don't really use it. But yeah, I am on Instagram. Don't know what my name is on Instagram, but my name is Andrew Corn. And <laughs> I get look up my Twitter. I don't know when the last time I tweeted was. So. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're and he's Andrew Dorn fifteen on Instagram. Yep. Find him there. He didn't post, but maybe if there's something cool, he'll post about it. Repost story that uh, you guys post for this. How about that? Hell Perfect. yeah. Love it. And then um, I'll, I'll comment on all Dave's yoga Instagram 
in Mike's fitness post. Yeah, I'm just going to tag brother. it on my fitness post, especially when, when I'm on the bench press. I'll, I'll start tagging you guys when I work out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Deal. good, man. Um, like, share, follow, subscribe, say good things about this podcast. Um, all the listeners, thank you. Mike, you uh, want to add anything else before we go? Yeah, write a review. Someone, please, that helps. Give us five yeah. stars um, on Apple. I'm not sure how Spotify does it, but just just subscribe. Uh, follow our Instagram. I'm going to start actually posting more on it. Um, at Traveling Athlete Pod. Follow me at Mike Wolf Golf on all platforms. Uh, all platforms as in Instagram and TikTok because these are the only ones that are really relevant. But Oh, and YouTube, I guess. Uh, and Dave, go ahead. David Wetterick, Instagram, Dreamcatcher Golf Co., Instagram and YouTube. Um, check out uh, our podcast on dreamcatchergolf.com featuring this one as well as So You Want to Be a Pro by Julia Amin. And um, that's about it. Thanks for watching or listening. And, uh, yeah, this is a fun one, boys. Yeah, thanks, Dorn. Thanks for having me on, fellas. All right. All right. Love you guys later. Peace. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens cap on.